Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on the Finding Human program. And today I am back with Classy Vessels, John Turner and Sonia Human. And we're going on with our discussion that we had last on the 11th of May. And then we were talking about the internal journeys, the journeys of discovery and street school journeys that Classy takes to Tibet. And um, we we had so much to still discuss. So we've, we're now going on the journey continues. First of all, I just want to say to to all uh, my listeners and our listeners there that I'm sorry I have been off air for the last few weeks. I have had COVID. I am back. And for all of you who sent messages, I really want to say thank you so much. It's really good to be back. Welcome, Classy and John and Sonia. It's so nice to see you all. How are you? Hi, Sue. Thank you for having us, and it's so wonderful to see you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I've had my own journey, but it's I've had support. That song that we heard as we um, went onto it, which said, "You got to be the one to save me." I don't believe it. I'm sorry. We have to save ourselves. (laughs) What is your opinion on that? <laughs> so, um, Sue, yeah, I, uh, it's so good. Thanks for inviting us back. Um, I want to start with, with something, um, and it's a reconciliation that we have to do. And I'm sure you, having gone through COVID, um, will be able to reflect on this as, as, as well. So, you know, this trip to base camp, it's a, it's a reconciliation between the freedom we experienced on that trek and the faithfulness of our current reality, of which some of it is pretty mundane. But now I want to bring into the conversation this thing where we talk about new normal. What is new normal? So, you know, there is no such thing. I don't think we must fool ourselves to pretend that this is normal. This is not normal. You know, for Frankl, when when he speaks about the concentration camps, he says there's a quote from Dostoevsky who says that we can get used to anything. And that is one thing. And Frankl quotes this where he says, um, you know, in abnormal situations, people will behave abnormally, and that is normal. But for us to coin this new normal and, and pretend like this is not a traumatic incident that we're going through and a crisis that we're going through is, is illusionary. But now the, the point I want to make is on this base camp trick, we got the opportunity to reconnect with ritual. And I think we underestimate the importance of ritual. The ritual of celebrating the birth of a baby, the ritual of a wedding, the ritual of a graduation ceremony, of a 18th, of a bar mitzvah, the ritual of a handshake, the ritual of, of a hug. And while we were in base camp, we could reconnect with handshakes and eat off each other's plates. Literally, we, we shared to that extent because we were in our own cocoon. And I think that freedom, and so it was not only a freedom from a, from a normal South Africa or a normal situation that we were in, we actually were free from this 
trauma that we were actually in. Mm. And I don't think we quite appreciate the liberation that we experienced. You know, I, I, I agree with you so much. And because so often, you know, people are saying this is our new normal. But I never forget sending a, a member of my, uh, 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 one of my elders, let's put it that way, family elders, who, who was uh, particularly uh, going off on, on, the, on her own journey. And I sent her to a psychologist and the psychologist said to her, no, no, you're totally normal. She came back and she said to me, the psychologist said I'm normal. It's probably you who's abnormal, me. So <laughs> I had a good laugh because I thought to myself, what is normal? You know, okay, so I'm abnormal, fine, we all are. But there is no such thing as a normal. You know, what is normal to each person? It's different. So that's exactly what is happening now. I have to agree with you. And, you know, Aristotle said man is a social animal. So, I mean, is this normal for us Absolutely. not to be social? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, John, going to you, what have you experienced since coming back, having had that wonderful experience of sharing and, and as Klaus, he said, even eating off each other's plates? I mean, that just sounds beautiful. Um, Sue, it's, you know, in, in some ways I want to say this uh, interview and, and our discussion today has allowed me to refocus and reconnect. And partly why I'm saying that is because I suppose I've been thrown headlong into the reality of my day-to-day -day work and leadership role that I have. And it's also been quite a significant step up on the world of work and business. So I've been really drawn into operational, strategic work, big financial sort of things. So, um, and I found that this, this whole experience of, of just being thrown into this is being complex in my mind because I'm yearning and I'm holding on to an experience that I've had that maybe was what Classy sort of outlined so nicely that was in a cocoon, in a bubble, in this high value and quality experience that really lifted one's mind out of, of so many things. So I think, you know, I've thrown myself into it and it's been good, but I'm, I'm quite disconnected in a way, I suppose. And how, you know, I've been able to share with friends and family as and when uh, we've had a chance to talk about that and relive some of those beautiful experiences. But they've been in bite-sized chunks since the last time we spoke. And um, so I think so I think what I, what I have, what I would say is, you know, as I sit here looking at my wall, I've got a beautiful picture of Everest um, and the Himalayan range across my wall. One of the, the, the sort of posters I brought back and I've had it framed and I've put some prayer flags above it. So I'm kind of I'm holding on to my own Everest here in my cocoon in my office <laughs> with some of my mementos and sort of the evidence of the trek around us. But I think, you know, um, so it's been. Quite a complex thing just personally to hold on to because I'm trying to hold on to something, yet I want the full freedom of, of what I experienced. And I suppose I have found it because my wife, my family, my friends, I think they can only hear a few things so many times. And I'm conscious, you know, do I want to share with them each time they pop in for a drink or a meal about Everest or about base camp? So I've found one or two or three people around the world or local who have a deep history and friendship with me. And because we're not in each other's lives day to day, then they've been on similar journeys. I've found people to connect with who are on journeys, have been to these places, have, are living journeys of self-exploration and wonder 
and delight around this. Um, so I'm exploring in a different world, um, not necessarily with my inner circle of people, you know. So I don't know. There, there have been some of these kind of things that have really just started emerging, and I'm just being true and faithful to my own walk in that area, you know, to re- not to relive unusual, but to grasp it. Is that unusual for you, John, because it sounds as though you took on so much responsibility now. You've taken it on and you've said, well, that's part of, of, of what's being demanded of you now. But are you, do, have you found because of that experience that it's given you more permission to connect with those other people on a deeper level, deeper level? Or had you always done that? Um, I think I have always been sort of, I've always done that, but no, it definitely has opened up. Uh, it's not confidence. I think just awareness. It feels like some of the cataracts have been removed in my of my eyes, <laughs> and I have been able to connect with a different layer. And I think more than that, I know it's been there, but you're very selective in my history around maybe who I would share something with. Oh. This has given me a boldness to say, I must just share with with whoever comes up in my life, you know, and to be faithful to what my own truth is that I'm exploring. And I think, so it's more honesty with oneself. And I can't say I was dishonest before, but maybe it's just boldness, more, um, yeah, kind of more honesty in those conversations with people where sometimes one can be a little bit guarded or so on, or in my world a little bit more, I'm quite a strategic sort of a person in the way I handle work and relationships. And I suppose I'm, it's taught me to find a deeper honesty and just vulnerability in what I want to share with people. Um, and I suppose depending on the resonance you have with people, uh, they open up more pathways to do that or you trust people more. So I think it's just taken me to a slightly more uh, deeper place and a more willingness and, and vulnerability, sense of vulnerability to explore more without getting too spiritual. But that's how, how it feels, you know, at physical level and spiritual level and even, you know, mental and emotional levels. We've just got to, uh, uh, Craig is just sending me a message. Thank you, Craig. This is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Right, this is Sue Jackson and I'm back with Classy Vessels and John Turler and Sonia Human and on Finding Human. And Sonia, on that human note, we're back with you. How are you? Hi Sue, it is, it's great to be here today again and thank you, thank you for the invite and I'm so happy to hear that you've recovered from COVID so, but please take care, it takes a while. Yeah. Uh, to thank get you. to those energy levels, um, so, so look after yourself. Um, I, 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 Sue, you know what, um, I, I want to s- agree with what John also said, you know, since, since we've returned, you've, uh, once been sort of thrown into, you know, what is expected of you and back to work and um, trying to make sense of everything around you and um, still, you know, having these wonderful memories of, of what happened, the lessons we've learned and, and everything. But you know what? I am actually, um, in, in, in saying that, you know, there's complexity in how to deal with the situation, I am in such an exciting place now. Um, That's wonderful. Yes, and, and you know why? It is it is because in, in reflecting, in thinking back on the journey, um, I have been anchored in, in a certain way. Um, I, um, you know, I think I think 
not I think. I've been anchored in, in from from my own religious perspective in in seeing, in experiencing nature and and you know seeing everything there. Um, I, I've been anchored in a in a physical way in the sense that, um, you know, when I go on my daily runs, you know, I get to a specific spot and I and I think, oh, I'm actually tired now. I should walk. And and now I've seen on the mountain, it's not necessary to stop and walk there. I can actually push myself a bit further, and that is so exciting. So so I can do that. And and on an emotional level, I've been anchored in a certain way because, um, you know, there were certain days when it was it was quite hard, and and one survived that because of I you know I just decided this is nonsense. I'm going to move on. I am going to take the next step. So. So being anchored in in this wonderful experience, um, I'm I'm busy with that, and I'm I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment with what I experience. So it is, it is so exciting. Um, it sounds exciting. <laughs> Gosh, what yeah, did you say about that, Classy? So you know, uh, uh, Sonia, you make such a cool comment because you know there's there's a there's a thought or a concept called rootedness, and. I think rootedness is a human desire or a human sort of need that I think we often ignore. And what you now uh, explained here is being rooted in almost in, in self-awareness into a higher vantage point. Uh, Sue, I know you like Rumi's quotes, and there's a quote from Rumi, and I'm paraphrasing lightly, but something to the effect where he says, sometimes uh, you must go to a different room in your mind and look through that window at life. And I think what has happened here is we have, <laughs> we've gone to different rooms in our minds on this trek and we are looking at life and, and speaking for myself now, you know, I, and I've done, this was the ninth trip. So I have the benefit, not the benefit, but I, I have that as a slight variation to John and Sonia. But for me, I just got, it's okay to take things a little bit slower. You know, we can't outrun life. And in our culture today, we think the more we do, the quicker we do things, the better it's, it is. And that's how it should be. We should do lots of stuff the whole time, lots of stuff. And you <laughs> know, it's so true when it. you say that, Classy, to tell you the truth, because going back to John, you know, taking on so much extra responsibility, I, I see that with so many of my my friends and my family. Um, are really having to take on this incredible burden at the moment to try to get through this COVID period uh, and the stresses that it's come, that have come with it. They have grown enormously into their roles that have been demanded of them, which is also exciting, but it definitely does take a, a toll. But it's quite amazing what you can achieve. And, you know, going back to Rumi, Sonia, the, uh, he said, and I, I was just looking for this as you said this, there's a life force within your soul. Seek that life. There is a gem in the mountain of your body. Seek that mine. Oh, traveler, if you are in search of that, don't look outside. Look inside yourself and seek that. And that sounds as though that's where you are. You are searching within yourself and changing all the time. That is so exciting. It is extremely exciting. I can remember the last, you know, the evening in, in Lukla. Um, remember Classy and John, we had to say what we learned, you know, and reflecting. 
<laughs> I just fell in. You know, I, uh, it's about the moment. I don't know where life is going to take me, but it's fantastic. It's fine. And, and it's, and it's okay. So, um, yes, it's, it's exciting. Um, uh, Sue, I must say, I'm, yes, I just want to sort of explode with energy as I'm sitting here. <laughs> it's wonderful. But you know, Classy, you had that experience yourself. When you decided to get out of the rat race, the so-called rat race that you were in, in, in advertising, you, you were a party animal at the time, weren't you? I mean, I remember reading somewhere that uh, your wife, Sue, said that you were used to bathing in fancy hotels, bathrooms, but you soon got, you soon got used to bathing in the bush in the, in the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah, We're hearing the truth now. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting the truth here. Yeah. He doesn't know what I've read up about him. <laughs> you know, this, this concept of reconciliation, or not so much reconciliation, because, you know, your past is your past. You, can, um, you cannot forget it. Uh, you can only build on it and learn from it and, and all those good things. Um, but this reconciliation and, and, and change, you, you're right, but uh, Sue, this... You know, if I, I mean, and, and even further back, there is a military background, you know, where I stand now working with, with the Tibetan people and their philosophical outlooks and where I was as a 21 year old is very, very, very different. But the, the, the thing that I just want to get back to a part of what Sonia maybe is referring, or not, I, I don't know what Sonia is referring to, but I'm, I'm not, I can't speak for you, Sonia. I would be that arrogant. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we got, in Frankel's words, we we exercised experiential values, and we got to experience from life what it had to give us, and it showed us maybe the calmness that that is there if we cultivate it, the calmness if we open up. And, and Sonia, your point here of change and, and embracing change and uncertainty and it's okay, that takes a lot of confidence. And I think that takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to embrace uncertainty and, and have this, this the defiancy to say, I'll be okay. Whatever happens, I'll be okay. And Sonia, you're, uh, you're a p- professor of law. Is that right? That's correct, yes, Sue. So has this time been challenging for you? Are you at a university? Um, you know what? It, it, is, it, is, it is challenging, um, Sue, because I, I engage on a daily basis with, with young people from the age 18, you know, first years, final year students doing their master, master's degree. Um, and, you know, they are... Um, in different phases in their own lives and, and, you know, the way they think about things and embrace things or don't embrace that and uh, how they experience things. So um, it's it's actually, uh, from their perspective, it's it's not always good. And, and, and as uh, Klaasje also said, you know, um, rituals and, and being a first-year student and experiencing, you know, what life is about as a first-year student or as a student, they, they miss out on all of that now. We, 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 we are, most of the time we're online. And so the way that we engage is by means of my teams or something like that. So, so it is a complex situation and I, I engage with them and, and to the extent that there's an opportunity for me to, to guide or maybe say a few words or, or just say, um, 
you know, I connect with you and I, I try, try and make eye contact with you. I, I see you as a human being. I, I find that to be very powerful and, and it opens doors for further conversations. And I, um, and I think the most important message that I attempt to convey to them is this thing, uh, as you said, Classy, about there are so many uncertainties, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just be in the moment now and then we take it step by step. It's okay. Um, but, but it's hard. It's difficult. But, um, I, I, I must also say I'm so grateful, um, Sue, because of this experience, um, that I do have the energy to, <laughs> to do that and, and it's energized, um, in doing that. And when you see the light goes on in the other person's eyes, you know, wow, something, something has happened. So, um, it's, there's a complexity in everything. There are so many challenges, but, um, what a great time to be alive. That is so exciting to hear. But, you know, the fact that you are recognizing people, I think that was one of the greatest things of, of that um, Frankel also taught, to be able to recognize the strength in another person and to show them their strength, to show them who they are, their potential. John, going back to you, this this trip really awakens so much in you. Have you been able to actually not just chat to friends who really understand it, as you say, your deeper relationships, but have you brought any of those lessons into your workplace? It's a good question, Sue. Um, yes, I, I think I'm learning to do that. So I think there's a there's a process in my mind that says you need to unlearn certain things and relearn certain things. Um, and I think um, um, while I've been involved in those kinds of areas of like what I think some of my, my friends would call a period of coalescing together, um, I think I really am actively moving to it. But it's just a more conscious, being more conscious of it. So I feel very energized and excited. You know, I feel very energized. So it's not a heavy, kind of a heavy thing. I, um, I mean, I can, the analogy, I'm just thinking, I think we were talking about being grounded as we walked up and, you know, up and uh, towards Everest and sort of this issue of being rooted in what you have, whether it's in your, your faith historically, but back in my life or rooted, rooted in what uh, class you was talking about, the familiarity of handshakes, of ritual and so on. But uh, I think the way I'm trying to put it into my business world and my own life is to say, I think I've stepped more from this firm terra firma, which gives me all the comfort I need into maybe a, more of a boat. Now, I'm not fearful of it. I would normally be. But getting into a boat, into a tumultuous sea means, I suppose, as I think about it now, you know, you're sitting there, but I've got some tools, maybe some oars or something, paddles that can steer me in direction. So you're not totally without uh, control or something to guide you. Um, and yet you're going to have the exhilaration of, you know, rushing down a wave as, as it takes you and then this huge intimidating rising wave ahead of you, which could break over you again. So I think that uh, you're in a boat. So that's number one. I'm just thinking, uh, you know, that's comfortable. It's safe. I've got a paddle to move me in directions, but it's not the terra firma that maybe I've been, I thought life would deal me, you know, being at building a solid family, my solid home, my solid rituals and ensuring when I get into my little wooden box at the end of the day that I can close the lid and say, you know, well done, or I feel as a legacy. So I don't mind going for the down the, the crazy big waves and facing the other big things coming at me in the middle of the night because, you know, the, the boat is replacing, I think, that terra firma a little bit in my life. 
And it still says I'm anchored and grounded, but much more moves around me. And I'm okay. I, I love being in, I'm really enjoying that space. I think there are people around me, business and fam, who think, okay, what is this a journey you just on? And when will it run out? You know, when will that fuel give up or when will your sail tear? You'll use your all. But I have no, I really am so at peace in my soul and my mind around that's okay. I'm all right to go in this boat because everything isn't new, but everything is different. And, um, you know, I think we'll find a course and a direction so, and so the wind will prevail and take me down a journey. That sense of trust in yourself and acceptance, really. What, what was it? Do you think, Classy, that actually changes someone from a, perhaps a fear perspective or not trusting oneself to a sense of, you know what, it's unfolding anyway. Let me not trust the process. Because that's what I'm hearing John saying, that he's trusting the process and himself. So I think the Bayesian experience is such a holistic one. Um, as we mentioned in the, in the first program, you know, it, it shows us the full context of what makes us human from a physical, mental and spiritual perspectives, where often in a typical normal uh, life, you know, you, you may be connected to your, you know, you, you may connect to all those three parts, but I haven't come across a journey or an experience in that in a short space of time. Because I mean, this this the trick was only uh, it only takes eight days to reach base camp and five days to come down. So it's a very short experience, but it is so concentrated. It is almost like a laboratory that you go in, and it shows you the possibilities and the and and the and the and the landscapes of the three different domains that we have as you know you know physical mental and and, and spiritual and in that i think we get we are amazed by what we can do i mean i know sonia the one day we got to Sam Sonia, I'm sorry I missed that, but we were walking into a, a, a village and there was a hospital at this village and our tea house was a little bit further along the path and Sonia was not well, and she asked me a, a couple of hours before, if we get to the hospital, can we go there, please? And I said, of course, of course. But, you know, thinking, you know, eventually we'll go and check in and put our bags down, and then we'll go to the hospital. And as we were walking into the village, I asked her, you know, do you want to first want to go to the village or to the to the tea house and then to the hospital? And she said, no, 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 hospital first. <laughs> I then realized, you know, <laughs> she, she's in big trouble. <laughs> sure, and here you have to the whole way. We're going to have to get back on, on that now. This is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Sue Jackson, and I'm back finding human with classy vessels, John Turl and Sonia Human. If you would like to SMS us, please do so on 34519 or WhatsApp us on 061 895 Just before we went to ad break, Classy was about, was telling us about poor Sonia wanting to go to the hospital and he thought she should go to the tea house first. So tell me about that experience. 
Sonia, you want to chip in here? <laughs> no, you, you, you go first, Lossie. You, you were on the road. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm laughing, but the point I want to make is actually quite serious. Well, so, so what, what I want to, what I want to say is that the, this, this experience, this in, in its fullness, it's, it's almost as if it allows our uh, a higher awareness of imagination to point that at our conscious mind, you know, so, so we become conscious and we become aware of a greater sense of who we are and what we are capable of. And I mean this in a physical sense and also in a mental sense. I mean, Sonia, your thing where you can embrace change and dealing with uncertainty and John, your metaphor of the boat. I thought is so cool because, Absolutely. you know, they, 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 there's a saying that the, the future is made of the present stuff. And that mm. metaphor of a boat actually makes the point that you row now. You can only do it now. Your future is created only now, not tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you've got the walls now to do it, you know. Absolutely. So humor, once again, we see that humor was a great part of, mm. of this trip. Mm. And... Um, Classy for you, you said last time that this particular group had really brought a lot into your life as well. Each group brings something different into your group. Was this a different age group or what was it? Sonia, I, uh, Sue, I don't know. Um, I think I, 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 I've thought about this often uh, because we had some wonderful people that we became very good friends with uh, on, on previous trips. Uh, but I think this one, maybe COVID had something to do with it. The fact that, that we could almost escape from a warlike situation because this is a third world war. For the first time ever, the whole globe, with all our beautiful uh, abilities to communicate with each other, are under the same threat. So this is a truly world war that we're under. But we could somehow escape. And maybe there's a bit of that you know, like, like boarding school at school, you know, naughty, uh, you know, the dynamic of secretly go and do something that we're not quite supposed to do, but we get away with it, you know. So maybe there's a bit of that. But I think um, uh, on a slightly more serious note, we haven't had these type of conversations to this extent with any of the previous groups. You know, yeah. on, I always try and open up people to a bigger dimension when we go on the trek. And I will say, listen, you know, if you think the aim is to go to base camp, you, you, it's okay. We'll get to base camp, but you're missing the point. Uh, and I mean, Sonia, we spoke about the, the journeys. There's an external journey, which is the trek to base camp, but there's an internal journey. That is really what it's about. And I think on, with this group, we were all open. To have these discussions and, and it, yeah, it may be the individuals, it may be the circumstances. Uh, who Something knows? actually stuck with me from the last um, session that we all had on radio. And that was something that John said, that he had thought that it was base camp that he was really trying to reach. And yet that was just a few hours. It was the plane along the way that you spent so much time interacting with other people interacting with yourself. John, just take us back to that a bit because there was a sense of stillness in that and perhaps mm. also that mm. sense of uh, that boat that was <laughs> going anyway, you know, it was going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's a, I mean, it, it, since um, returning as well and since our last chat on radio and 
So, you know, it has, uh, I've found it now sort of an easy, easy way. I've found my little way to explain something quite a, a complex thing in a simple way, which is to say base camp was two or three hours in my life of what was 14 or whatever days we had, 13 days of walking. So three hours, if you took 13 days and said times 24 hours, it's a whole lot of hours. So only three hours. And that was, so yes, I just try to make the point that there were so many hours that weren't at base camp and yet the richness and so it wouldn't have come just by going in helicopter, dropping on base camp for two, three hours and going back home again. So th- that, the richness in that was huge. And it's become a really a, a good way to just open up people's thinking around what we've done. But I think, you know, just, um, I was just thinking as you were talking about some of these things and the energizing piece, it's just the pathways and, and so on. Because sitting and looking back, Sonia, I'll use you as an example as well today. You know, there were times when um, I'd look down or come to a point or we'd get to a point in this trek and we were a bit tired, but Sonia would sit down. And um, and actually, Sonia, uh, maybe even this past weekend, I'll just let people know, we had a bit of a run as well in our club a long way. And I ran a little bit and I found Sonia, which is lovely to see her, and um, and we chatted a bit. And the next thing I was running, I thought, there was Sonia, she sat on the side of this hill. She was like sitting on a stand with her friend, having a chat, I think, we're here to run, Sonia. What are you doing sitting down? But you know, it's the wisdom, you know, it's this beauty and this comfort about saying, let's sit down for a bit and have a chat and get the old legs back together and off we go again, you know. And the so there acceptance. Was, yeah, and the acceptance of it and, and just the confidence in it. And it's okay to do that because you can look up, you can have a bite of a sandwich, you can giggle at friends and go again. And on the trek, I think there was, the more I think of it, and during that time, there was quite a lot of these pauses and great gratitude for having a little place to stop and look at the donkeys or wait for the yaks to pass. And we just enjoy the period of pausing and just be in those moments and look at this new dynamic and these new inputs and new visual stimulus in our life. So the pauses along the way, I think, filled us so much we didn't even realize it. It's like each time you get there, maybe there was someone in a spiritual world taking a little watering can and pouring it somewhere in an you know, aperture and we were filling up each time with each pause and we were drinking in so much we didn't even know it. I think our senses were drinking it in, our mental capacity and faculties were pulling it in and so you end up with this fullness that you can't, so someone's been, I don't know, topping you up with the whole way and I think I've only realized that lately. <laughs> so I think, I think it's a fascinating so realization. It's so beautiful what you're saying because what you're saying is that the experience continues. So there isn't a cutoff point there. You know, I've had that experience. I've seen the movie. It's over. It's not that at all. What you're all saying is actually (coughs) there are new parts that are unfolding all the time. Classy, how would you answer that? Oh, absolutely, Sue. I, uh, it, this is, uh, it's like, uh, it ferments. It, it, it actually keeps on growing. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I, I've have the benefit of speaking to people that I've taken in 2012 who still want to go back, want to have that experience again, reminisce in a powerful way of, of what it's done for them. And I, I'm, I'm noticing that we're coming closer to the end of the show. So I just want to make a, a, um, a passing a final comment here, maybe from my side. No, but, You've got a bit of time. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull back to the, the, the COVID situation we in and the this un, abnormal situation. And, and John's metaphor of the boat. You know, often we talk about life as a race. 
And uh, in a marathon, people like like uh, Sonia can stop and take a break, but most people in a marathon don't stop. They don't give themselves permission. They just go. But with with the metaphor of the boat, John, if I could borrow that, we should check into the port or ports along the way from time to time, slow down, stop, and actually spoil ourselves a little. It is okay, and it's okay to be vulnerable, and it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't think there's ever been a better time for people to admit that they don't know. But, you know, in, certainly in the business world, nobody wants to see that they don't know. You know, we Absolutely. all know each other. We know what to do and blah, blah, blah. Big, big story. You know, we all know everything. But it's okay to admit that I'm not sure. And it's okay to admit that I actually do not feel that well today, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm feeling a bit vulnerable. And I'm um, a bit scared. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we need to spoil ourselves with that. We just, um, it's Sue Jackson on Finding Human. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and we've got a few messages that have come through. One is from Mary Ann Elho, um, Elho, and she says, A riveting program, so very uplifting, and the insights of human nature superlative. Mary Ann from Northcliffe. Thank you so much, Mary Ann. And then Carol Kruger says, Wonderful to have Sue back today. Thank you, Carol. It's great to be back. And then from Pan Paniotti, Logotherapy, she said, just wanted to say I'm loving your show so much as always. Thank you to you all. And then from Professor Les Erwig in, in Australia, he sent this last time, and we didn't have a chance to, to read it, walk away quietly in any direction and taste the freedom of the mountaineer. Camp out among the grasses and the gentians of glacial meadows in craggy garden nooks full of nature's darlings. Climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. The winds will blow their own freshness into you and the storms their energy, while cares will drop off like autumn leaves. And I think that uh, that was by John Muir. And I think it's such a beautiful saying, you know, just that feeling of that we can visualize that feeling and bring it into our lives. And I think that's that's part of this journey going on. What would you like to end by saying, John? I think the, you know, what would I, I think new, new sort of perspectives, would be something I'd love to just maybe end on just as I think and reflect on things around we hear so often people talking about being mindful and being conscious of of so much in our lives. But I think that, you know, these kind of new perspectives of just something we should all I think just become develop more awareness around, uh be more patient. Um I think be kind with people in your life and be kind with yourself. Um, I think we're so used to, well, I speak for myself, saying, you know, because one sits in work and business and trying to answer, I'm trying to always jump ahead and think about the answer and find a solution and therefore be ready with an answer all the time so that you appear to be in the right category or the right place, as opposed to what we've spoken about, which is just, just listening and being part of something and going on that, being a little bit like in my world of education and say, instead of trying to assume you can teach someone, rather become a learner alongside them. 
So I think just exactly. enter, into, 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 enter into that, that attitude with so much in your life and your relationships with the people. I would imagine, you know, in my workplace, certainly I enjoy doing that and asking, well, I don't quite know, or, and just being more, you know, um, inviting and invitational in one's whole disposition and way of including people in things. So those are some of the perspectives that I want to take and probably integrate into my general way of life. And it, it won't just happen. I think one does have to have a consciousness about doing that and learning these new rituals and habits that aren't initially handshakes or birthday parties, but it's ways of in inviting others into that space or being available for people. And, you know, I believe the world will be in a better place. You know, that's ultimately what I would like is to live in a kinder, a more beautiful place where we all can live together. You know, uh, I love that, that thought, quite honestly. I think it's living more authentically with ourselves, mm. knowing mm. who we are, knowing that we are part of the greater whole and being mm. a part of that and taking that responsibility with ourselves and others and connecting, especially... Sue, Sue could, I, could I also just, just before we, we disappear here, just have a last word. You know, I just want to mention one thing uh, that does strike me. You know, Classy uh, sort of was the guy who, who took us through this experience, him and Sue. And I think there is something kind of about that. Classy, I don't recall once, maybe Sonia can elaborate on it, where you sort of, I don't know, spoke to us in depth about all these kind of things. I think Classy was able to, through his own history of this, give ex sort of inputs from time to time. But a lot of it was then our own journey. So it's also something about just prompting at the right time, being conscious of that. And that your own workings, you know, develop your your space and your formation of it rather than being sort of sitting down. Because a lot of this we could have sat had a lecture for a couple of hours. And that wasn't it. We had little prompts along the journey. So I love that perspective as well, you know, just in life um, for, for ourselves. So thank you, Classy. That, and Classy, I can't even give you a chance also on your two to actually wrap up. I'm getting messages saying end now. But I think just I'm going to end with, with Tishnatan. Uh, each moment is a chance for us to make peace with the world, to make peace possible for the world, to make happiness possible for the world. And I think with Youth Day tomorrow, let's keep that in mind. With this new not-so-normal, let's keep that in mind. And, Classy, you and I will definitely meet again, and you'll get a chance to say goodbye. Just say goodbye, please, Sonia and and classy so they can hear your voices bye classy sue john yes, and to my lovely team members i miss you all <laughs> good oh, thanks, Sonia. classy bye. how would you, you like to end? No, just happiness thank you for having us here wonderful thank great thanks, thanks so much it was so yes. wonderful yes, to yes, have john. you all